Hello. Hello. Hey. It works. <laughs> it works. And dusted off the old Zoom app in a while. Good to know it, that it's still functioning. <laughs> For now, it still says I'm not logged into anything. So, how do I know it's really you I'm talking to? <laughs> Trust me, it'll take about 35 seconds to figure that one out. Two best um, friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to their lives this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Ourlands.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back in. I know it's been a minute, a couple of weeks to be exact. Uh, welcome back to the 2M Football Podcast. A lot of things have changed yeah. in the last few weeks, but what has stayed yeah, the same we didn't get is... the vacation I was promised by my co-host. I'm still waiting on that. What has stayed the same is, yes, your, your co-hosts for the 2M Football Show. So welcome back. We've missed you. Uh, Matt, even though we've been talking daily, I've missed you as well. What? <laughs> in, a, in an official capacity. <laughs> uh, how's, how's the off-season treating you so far? Hasn't been much... Of an off season. <laughs> no, I got two weeks and then work exploded and then I've been busy and then we're here. I'm taking a break in between doing a bunch of housework since I get, I don't know, it feels like one day off a week. Well, appreciate you spending your one day off to do this. <laughs> it's only because of you and I guess our fans, I guess I should probably be nice to them. Love you, Nick. Yeah, screw them. But, <laughs> but anyway, I just meant, yeah, I, your personal life aside, I just meant in terms of what's been going on in the NFL, it hasn't been much of a oh, season so I mean, far. I, there's so much I can't <laughs> keep up with it. And so that's why we have you. <laughs> right. I feel like my phone's been going off every 30 minutes with a new, either whether it be a trade, which there have been a crazy amount of. Do you know what's weeks stupid? And... All of the apps I have, which are pretty close to the same ones you have, Mm-hmm. are all set to notifications and I'm getting nothing. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I should be thankful that it's, you know, whenever my phone goes off, it's you filling me in. Oh yeah. Because you had somehow missed a few of these. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I've got like three different apps telling me about the same news for each signing, each trade. <laughs> yep. So little... Your phone goes off for football. Mine goes off because work is, requesting my presence <laughs> yep and uh so here today we are here to talk about football not not your work i guess although i'm sure you could give us an earful about what's going on over there <laughs> let's rather talk about football okay let's do it oh also fun fact we both aged a year since we last spoke <laughs> oh my god are you hilarious and i have now joined you in the in the decade of 30s so Congratulations. Welcome. It's really no different. Well, I don't know. I was, I was just texting with some other friends about this. Yesterday, I got car sick for the first time. It feels like a while. And from looking, you know, looking at my phone while driving, I wasn't driving. My wife was driving, <laughs> just to be clear. But it took me about five, took me about five minutes of staring at my phone. And I felt just this insane wave of, of car sickness. And it lasted all day. Ruined my day. Like, is this what getting old feels like? <laughs> Oh, just you wait, my friend. I, I may only have a year on you, but I have learned much in that year. <laughs> teach, teach me the ways of the, of the 30s, of entering middle age. <laughs> whatever you think you can do, you can't. And whatever you thought you used to be able to could do, you can't do that either. And then whatever you think, like, maybe there's a shot, there's no shot. <laughs> Uh, good times. Looking forward to it. Um, on today's show, we're going to talk about all the recent news and notes from the past 
what has it been, three or four weeks since we last recorded? I happened. feel like 20 million things have happened in three or four days. <laughs> Trades, retirement decisions, unretirement, players getting cut, and much, much more. We'll, we'll also go through the franchise tag recipients. There were only a few this year. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about free agency so far. It's Actually, free agency officially started, I believe, an hour ago. So we're recording this on Wednesday, 1 o'clock Central Time. Uh, but obviously, the legal, what the NFL calls the legal tampering period, started on Monday. And that's when we've started to hear news about deals getting agreed to. So, so what you're saying we'll, is we're just getting started. We are just getting, yeah, everything's about to become official, official. <laughs> Putting pen to paper. But I don't think there's anywhere we can start the show except with this. Is that Tom Brady is back. Remember, he retired. Oh, here we go. He retired about a month ago. <laughs> well, he's back. He's going to return to the Buccaneers for his, what, 24th season or something like that? Yep, roughly, I think. And I have to say, I feel like I own a little bit of the guilt for this. And, right, and I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. So the NFL, Matt, you, this is all going to be news to you, too, despite the fact that, you know, we're arguably best friends. So the NFL is not the only football that I've been watching the past year or so. And this is going to take a bit of a tangent, but it, it all ties in together at the end. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to go get a snack <laughs> while you guys listen to this. Uh, so, you know, because I'm a sports freak, watching football wasn't enough for me. And, you know, some baseball sprinkled here and there. Whatever. I wanted to add another sport to my viewing arsenal, which is a, a joke you'll understand in a second. And I think so I got I, it. I've tried actually before to get into the English Premier League soccer, you know, the other football, but ah. I, I wasn't able to stick with it. So this time I decided, okay, I'm going to just pick a team somewhat at random uh, to support and then just like go in all, all in with that teams that I care about some more. So I found, <laughs> found this quiz online about, I literally typed in what, which English Premier League team should I support? And they asked you a bunch of questions. And what got spit out was a team called Tottenham Hotspur, a.k.a. Spurs. And I said, okay, that's my team now. <laughs> that's my Premier League team. And watching, watching English soccer has been really great because, because of the time difference. They, they're playing at like 6 in the morning our time. Sometimes before the kids get up, I can, I can watch a game of soccer. Um, so, you know, that was another argument for starting this venture. And they also have a lot of games during the week. And those games are at like 2 p.m. our time. So perfect. We've established on this show that I don't really work. So I just put on the soccer game. You said it, not me. I, I think you've said it before too. But anyway, yeah. So, okay. How does that relate to Tom Brady? Yeah. Well, this past weekend, I was watching Spurs match against uh, Manchester United. And guess who was in the crowd? Tom Brady. No way. And so my Spurs lost the game thanks to a hat trick from Cristiano Ronaldo, who you may have heard of. And I then, and then after the game, after the yeah after the game, he and Brady were on the the soccer field, the pitch, if you will. <laughs> oh, you vid- know what you're talking about. <laughs> and this video came out of of Brady and Ronaldo talking, and, and Ronaldo asked him, "You're really finished, right? You know, playing football." And there's this long pause and Brady's kind of smiling and then you can't hear what he says, but the lip readers of the internet say that he said, maybe. And while the very next day he announced that he's back on retiring. And so that's how my adopted football club of of Tottenham brought Brady out of retirement. So to you, Matt and football fans everywhere, I apologize. I'm still waiting for it to be forgiven, but it's okay. Matt, you still there? All right, okay. (laughs) Okay. How was that snack? You missed a great story. Um, Oh, me, man, I'm sure you'll regale with me the account later on, I'm I'm sure. Anyway, my my favorite Twitter joke about this was that he spent two months at home with the kids and couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) I had a very equivalent one that was hilarious that he got into a fight with Giselle and he was just like, you know what? Find my playbook. I'm going to work. Yep. Oh, sorry, oh, wait, no, Brady's back. All so right. yeah, Bucks. Brady's All back. Right. He'll he'll be forty five years old when the season starts. The oldest quarterback ever to start a game in the NFL. 
And so with that, let's get to some of the crazy trades, starting with Russell Wilson. Are we jumping on the crazy trade train? <laughs> Which, all aboard. <laughs> that was terrible. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson. So we knew the Broncos wanted a new quarterback, right? They wanted to get Rodgers, which this was originally like three weeks ago. This was my top bullet point was Rodgers returning to the Packers, but it got pushed down by all this other stuff. Well, yeah, but, now that's not that important anymore. Right. Like, all right, yeah. cool. Paid him a lot of money. All right, what else happened? Right. So it, literally the same day that Rodgers announced his extension, the Broncos were one of the teams he had been heavily linked to because um, they need a quarterback. So they went out and trade for Russell Wilson instead from wow, the Seahawks. Gonna, Russell Wilson is actually going to have players on the team again. It's It was a huge, huge trade. So what, the, what do the Seahawks get out of it while well, they – they get Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. And um, I think sorry, in, in addition, <laughs> in addition, yeah, sorry, I, I just said a second where I couldn't decipher my own notes. <laughs> yeah, so they get those three, those three players. I did, I did. Uh, so yeah, those three players, and also five draft picks: two, a first and a second rounder this year. Uh, the Broncos first and second round picks next year and then a fifth round pick also I, I forget what year that one is but two firsts two seconds a fifth and three players <laughs> that's a lot man if the Broncos were going all in I mean they're that's like the equivalent of what the Rams have been building up right. for the past what three years exactly yeah yeah it's they're they're living up they're, they're living that F them picks uh, motto. So interestingly, uh, the, the Washington commanders, it was reported also made an offer that included three first round picks, but uh, Seattle turned them down wanting to get him presumably out of the conference, out of the NFC. Although very, <clears throat> very interestingly, the Broncos do play the Seahawks in Seattle this year. And you know how much I love a good revenge game narrative. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it'll get it one way in. more interesting now with that. Yep, he'll get one immediately, so that's fun. And uh, the, so the Seahawks also shaking things up. They also released their veteran linebacker, Bobby Wagner, uh, who, who actually arrived in Seattle the same day as Russell Wilson, way back in 2012. Uh, so it's kind of – and he, it's not that – He's not retiring. Someone else is going to sign him. They just didn't want to pay him, I guess. So it's really the end of an era in a way in Seattle. He was kind of the last. So I think this, he was the last guy left from the Legion of Boom teams. Yep. And it's kind of sad to see, like, I don't know. I think the Seahawks had so much more potential, but they wasted it all. Yeah. I mean, well, like they yeah. should have won at least two more Super Bowls in the time frame with all the players they've had. Right. But it all comes down say, to their inability to protect protect Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a the team has gone through an identity crisis with him over whether they want to be. It seems like Pete Carroll wants to be a, a running and defense team, whereas Wilson, his receivers, and the rest of you know the NFL fans at large want <laughs> want them to let Russ cook. Uh, that became the slogan. Right. And that seemed to be kind of at odds with how Pete Carroll wanted to go. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do now. Well, I mean, if they want to run the football, I guess Drew Locke's the right quarterback. I mean, they're certainly not going to let him throw if he were to be the, the starter, which which seems very unlikely. But there aren't many options on the roster right now besides him. So more moves to be made Gino there. Smith. I think he's a free agent, actually, but they could very well re-sign him. I don't, I don't think he's going to be uh, having too many suitors. Wow. No, All no right, that's cool. Okay, let's move on. The Bears traded their linebacker Khalil Mack to the Chargers just a few years after they traded for him from the, the then Oakland Raiders. Gave up a, a haul to get him at the time. They trade him now and, and get a second-round pick. Uh, this year and the sixth rounder next year out of it. 
And I mean, you put that that trade just overhauled the Chargers massively because on defense now they're going to have Joey Bosa, right? They got Khalil Mack. I think they got J.C. Jackson. Yes, they, they did. Derwin James in the secondary. For as long as he can stay healthy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's on you. That was your boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a loaded defense. And it, they'll, they'll need the Chargers them. become the team to watch now. Who knows? I mean, everyone in that division is is really has gotten much better this offseason, except for arguably the Raiders and the Chiefs, who didn't need to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it's crazy. Another trade, uh, not I don't know how impactful this is really going to be for the NFL landscape, but it's hilarious nevertheless it's just great talking news so we can talk crap about this player it's fine Carson Carson Wentz uh gets traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders and the Colts get two third round picks uh apparently one of them can become a second rounder based on how much how many snaps Wentz ends up playing and they also swap second round picks with Washington this year and I mean everybody knows or anyone who listens to this show knows the struggles of Carson Wentz. Um, but there was a quote even from the organization, the Colts, that they were frustrated with his, quote, lack of leadership, resistance to hard coaching, and reckless style of play. And In other words, he didn't want to listen. <laughs> and he did dumb things with the football. Yep. I love this, though, because Wentz is back in the NFC East, where he'll play his original team, the Eagles, twice a year. And continuing the revenge game narrative, he, they also play the Colts this year. <laughs> now, great. my question to you is about this whole thing. If he has a bad season with the Commanders, is this it for Carson Wentz? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know how, what his contract looks like. At least as like. a starter. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, this will be the the second team to give him a give him a chance since his you know since it, it didn't work out with the Eagles. I don't think he's done much to impress. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say this is his last chance to show what he can do and secure a, a starter's role. I agree. I think this is. I mean, they put him behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. They had uh, an excellent run game, which required very little out of their quarterback position. Right. And he still couldn't get the job done. So now he's playing behind an okay offensive line with an okay run game, which means it's going to be more pressure on him to step up and perform. So I think this is whatever we get from Carson Wentz this year is what he will be labeled and known as. So, yeah, I've, I'm looking at his contract right now. He's he's under contract for three more years, but after this year, they could cut him for no money. So I, I'd say this is it. This is a make-or-break year for him. And uh, sorry, what was I going to say? The Colts oh, and, are looking and, to go after right. Jimmy G. Yeah, so that leaves the Colts in need of a starter. Garoppolo is very highly likely to be traded. Uh, but that might not happen until later in the offseason because he just had some kind of uh, shoulder surgery, I want to say, right after the season ended. And, you know, he's, he'll be fine, but they're probably not going to trade for him until he can prove that he's able to throw a football again. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense to me. I agree. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Next up, what became like the sixth biggest story of the, of the show, Aaron Rodgers is back. <laughs> <laughs> what? There were a couple of false starts where he was expected to, because first it was in his hands, right? Is, is he going to retire? Is he going to demand a trade? Uh, but no, he didn't retire, said he's willing to come back, and then agreed to a three-year deal worth $150 million that's fully guaranteed. And then, so that's great. And then just a few hours after that, they, the team placed the franchise tag on receiver Devontae Adams to keep him in town. Although, a little bit of drama here. He, Adam says he's not going to play under the tag and still wants to sign a long-term deal first. So yeah, well, his buddy Rogers just screwed him out of that. Yeah, there's no money left. That's, yeah, yeah, they spent it all on Rogers. 
that's why I like from a fan, it's exciting to have him back, you know, especially with as, as well as the team seems to be clicking in the past couple of years. But from a logical standpoint, this always comes back to bite the team in the rear. And it looks like it's already started. There yeah, always I mean, comes they've... a point in these contracts one or two years in where they get into a bind and then big decisions have to be made. You know, Adams has to be released. Jones has to be released. We got, you know, half the defense is gone simply because they agreed to pay one person all his money. <clears throat> right. I mean, they've already had to cut several players, you know, like not, I mean, starters, even Billy Turner, I think was a starter on their offensive line last year. They cut him and they clearly need to make, make room on the, to stay under the salary cap to be able to afford all these guys. It goes back to um, what you'd always hear about Brady in New England back in the day, how he was, he was fine taking a well below market average salary for a quarterback, which, uh, you know, allowed them to spend on the rest of the team and, and still field a competitive roster. But I mean, that's, uh, yeah. one of the, that's one of the big things of respect that I had for Brady was the fact that he did that. You right. only went <laughs> with the support around you. You can't put it all on one person. And at this yeah, point, I mean, it's exactly. just on Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. Because yeah, look at what's happened so far with Rodgers. Just one, one Super Bowl to show for all the MVP seasons and, and how great he's been. Just one Super Bowl win. One Super Bowl appearance, even. Which, funnily enough, I was talking to my father-in-law who was like kind of trash talking to me about Rodgers and we realized that uh, this fun fact might be good for trivia someday Aaron Rodgers has the same number of Super Bowl appearances as Bears great Rex Grossman <laughs> nice they Walk. both got into the big game one time yeah there is a slight difference one of them won it the other one did not this is true <laughs> they got to the same number. Anyway, it's just stupid. Obviously, I'm not suggesting that Grossman is better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. Just to get that, throw that out there. Yeah. Anyway, okay, moving on. Rodgers is back. Adams is hopefully back, <laughs> assuming they can pay him and he doesn't hold out. Packers are still, the window is still open for the Rodgers to, for the Packers and Rodgers to get it, win another championship together. Okay, Deshaun Watson, there's finally been an update in his legal situation. He's not going to face any criminal charges for the allegations. And so teams have started calling about a trade again. The trade market is back on. Um, he's meeting with basically half the league at this point, it seems like. But for sure, he's meeting with the, the Saints and the Panthers and the Falcons. So everyone in Brady's division, except for the team that has Brady. Wait, the Bucks aren't going to interview him? <laughs> Guess not. He, he was on their list until Brady unretired, I'm sure. Funnily enough, the Colts requested to meet with him, and and Houston said no. There's, they were never going to trade him in the same division where he would play them twice a year. Uh, so that will be something to keep an eye on. It, he could certainly still be suspended by the league. We don't know what's going to happen there. That's happened to players before who didn't face any charges for the off-field issues, uh, but we don't know that at this point. But now it seems very likely he'll be leaving Houston. Well, it definitely seems like he doesn't want to play there, given everything. So, And I right, don't that was how he wants him around for the drama anymore. That was how it all started, wasn't it? He, re he refused to play for them or something. <laughs> I've forgotten yep. at this point. It feels like so long ago. It was like yeah. way early. It was like this time last year. Yep. And from the Texans perspective, Davis Mills did okay as a rookie. He was all right. So I, if they can get a Russell Wilson type deal for him, you know, multiple firsts, multiple seconds, high draft picks, set them up for the future. They will definitely pull the trigger. It's just a question of who and when. Correct. All right. Next trade here. I think it's the last one. Actually, the Cowboys traded wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. This was an interesting one. There was buzz that they might cut him outright because of his salary. They didn't want to pay him that much. So I think that's why they took such a, <laughs> they traded it for basically nothing. They're getting a fifth round and sixth round pick 
from the Browns. And they sent them their sixth round pick this year as well. So essentially for free, they're giving him to the Browns. He was, uh, just to put that in perspective, Cooper himself was a first round pick, actually fourth overall by the Raiders in 2015, his original team. The Cowboys acquired him by trading a first rounder to the Raiders to get him in 2018. And he's been good. Hasn't He hasn't been dominant. He hasn't been great. Been a little bit injury prone, but he has several Pro Bowl selections under his belt. He's been a very productive receiver for them. A little surprising to see them give him up for this little. I just like to point out, because nobody else can see these. Um, I like your earlier speculation note, since he's due $20 in base salary. <laughs> I didn't realize 20 bucks was too much. Jerry Jones just can't afford it. <laughs> Thank you. For, for those who don't that. know, the note reads, and I quote, earlier speculation, they were going to release him since he's due $20 base salary at the start of the new league year. Base salary, but that mean, doesn't inc- include the incentives and stuff. <laughs> it yeah, was 20, you get paid twenty dollars a game as your base salary, but you but have, it could you know, go up to thirty million in incentives. Uh, good one. Thank you for waiting till now to call that out. <laughs> See, this has its luxury when I read the notes five minutes before an episode because then everything is a shock and I get to go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it's great. And it happens all the time because I'm typing this a lot of times on my phone with a kid in one hand or whatever. Late at night when I'm just trying to clear all the notifications out of my phone, I just need to write it down first. <laughs> anyway, yes, $20 was too much for the Cowboys to pay. So now, but the Browns could afford that. They could afford $30 even. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for them because they obviously cut back them in the middle of last year. They released Jarvis Landry within the last few weeks because similar thing they didn't they didn't want to pay him his money so what's he do 25 dollars 25 yeah so they can afford 20 <laughs> nice but yeah he'll go to cleveland be their unquestioned wide receiver one and uh, they've got work to do to fill in the depth chart behind it and uh, some other fallout from this trade uh, was that the cowboys Signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, $60 million deal to keep him in town. So he'll be the number two along with or behind C.D. Lamb, who was a rookie last year, two years ago. Something like that. Younger and cheaper. They only pay him like $10 a year. So they can oh, definitely... here we go. The running joke begins. There <laughs> it goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I was still pretty surprised to see the Browns release Landry. But um, – they did it, saved some money, and he is now in the free agent pool. Okay, finally, moving away from trades and stuff, the uh, the home teams for the for this year's slate of international games was revealed, and the Packers are getting one for I think the first time. The Panthers, Saints, the Panthers, Mike, Saints. And... <laughs> oh man, I would love to. Maybe once uh, my tax return comes in, we can put aside five grand for this trip or whatever it would take. <laughs> Just kidding. I feel like that's generous. Yeah. <laughs> so the Packers, the Saints, and the Jaguars uh, will host – well, they'll be the home games for the London games, the home teams for the London games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buccaneers will be the home team for a game in Germany this year for the first, the first time. That's exciting. Yeah. And then the Cardinals will be the home team in the, the game played in Mexico, which I know they've done before. They didn't end up doing it last year, but I think that's been done before. So, but still exciting. Always fun. We're going to talk about uh, player free agency in a minute, but first commentator free agency. What? Troy Aikman and Joe Buck have both left Fox for ESPN and they're going to take over uh, the commentary for Monday night football. I think that's pretty exciting. Ever yeah. since Gruden, ever since Gruden left to go back to coaching, I feel like they haven't uh, haven't found a suitable replacement for him in the Monday Night Football booth. So I, I like I like Joe and Troy. Uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, Sean Payton is a possible rumored uh, replacement to to take over 
because they had Head so much Fox. luck with the last time they put a head a former head coach in the booth. Who, who was the last one? Gruden. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Fox. Yes. <laughs> hopefully this one, hopefully he doesn't change his mind and, and go back to coaching. Although honestly, I could see it because he's young. <laughs> it's not like he was, you know, and I don't, yeah, so whatever, we'll see. Sean Payton is the, the buzz right now. And I just want to point out that it's, it's, it's funny when we're talking about broadcasters changing teams, just like players are. <laughs> Cause uh, especially when you get into details, like Joe Buck still had one year on his, on his contract with Fox, but they, they let him go early. He was owed $40 and they couldn't, they didn't want to do there it. There it is. <laughs> I was, I didn't want to say it, but I was hoping somebody was gonna, and there it was. <laughs> Hey, the 2022 preseason will open on August 4th with the annual Hall of Fame game. And the teams for that game will be the Raiders and Jaguars. And as of today, it is 141 days away. A lot of days. (laughs) Yes and no. All right, we're almost done with news. Then we can take a quick break. Calvin Ridley, I think this one came out on the same day as Rodgers coming back in the Russell Wilson trade. So it got a little bit buried, just like it did in my priority list here. But Calvin Ridley, the Falcons receiver, if you recall, during the last season, he he stepped away from football for mental health reasons. And we were unsure on if and when he would play football again. Well, it certainly won't be next year because he's been suspended for the entire season for betting on NFL games. He and it's kind of funny because he bet on the Falcons. Apparently, he bet on them to win, which probably lost some money there. Uh, and um, he, up until then, we hadn't heard anything about if he was going to play or not, or when he was planning to return. But well, I can guarantee you one thing. <laughs> What's that? He will not be playing in 2022. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I guess nothing else to say about that, except that the Falcons, they also lost Russell Gage to free agency. So they are looking super thin. But poor Matt Ryan, he's he's literally all alone on that offense now. Yeah, it's Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts. There and Kyle go. Pitts, yep. Yeah, 2022 right. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, poor guy. Should have retired. I honestly think after this season, Ryan just needs to stop taking a beating the way he's about to. Maybe halfway through the season. <laughs> no, don't okay. be back. All right. One more piece of news, and then we'll get into uh, free agency stuff. There have been or there have been new proposals for overtime rules by I think the Bills ownership and Titans. I think Probably. they're 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 two teams that propose are proposing this uh, rule change. The Chiefs, I think, have brought a Mm-hmm. have brought it to their attention multiple times. It always happens when someone gets burned by this in the playoffs. And this year it was the Bills by the Chiefs where the game went to overtime. But with the current rules, uh, the, with, when the Chiefs got the ball first, scored a touchdown, that was the end of the game. The Bills never had an opportunity. So I think the rule proposal wants to guarantee that each team will get at least one possession um, with a twist that I thought was super interesting. Oh, there's a twist? There's a twist. All right. Um, and the twist, here's the twist. If the, yeah, there you go. If the first team to possess the ball scores a touchdown and go for a two point conversion and gets it, then that would still end the game. But anything else would guarantee the other team still gets possession, whether that be a, So even if you kick. get a touchdown, you have to get a two point in order to end the game. Right. If you just kick the extra point or if you fail to get the two points, then the other team would still get, uh, get a chance. And so then actually, what would happen at that point? Let's say, okay, you get the touchdown, you fail to get the two points, the other team scores a touchdown. Do they then win? Or if do they, they just can, have to kick the extra point to win? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They just have to kick the extra point to win at that point. Okay. So, so I, I like the extra bit of strategy that that's add, that adds. Like, do you go for the two? Do you just kick the one to be safe and let them have a chance? I, I think that's fun. I would love that if they go for it. Yeah, it's definitely going to show you who's uh, aggressive versus more conservative in terms of your coaching team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think how those proposals work is they get voted on by all the team owners at the annual, you know, 
meetings, which I don't know exactly when those happen, but that's that has been proposed. So I think it'd be cool. I concur. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about free agency. When All we come back. Right. And we're back. Uh, I mean, yay. <laughs> let's start by uh, talking about the franchise tag. The FTA franchise tags that were applied. Sure. <laughs> Your abbreviation, not mine, but yes, it works. And just I mean, as a, for all they know, it's in the notes. They can't see the notes. So. That is true. Um, and just as a quick refresher, when a team applies a franchise tag to on a player, they retain the rights to their contract for one year, and they get paid, I think it's the average of the top five salaries at their position. So you pay a premium, but you, you get to keep the player for another year without um, guaranteeing a long-term deal. Although, as we're obviously seeing in Devontae Adams' case, he's he's saying he'll hold out if they still if they don't do that. But if they don't reach, I, mean, a long-term I don't know if that's deal. going to do him any good. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that works out for him. Yeah, we will see. I mean, you don't want to be the guy who who wasted Aaron Rodgers' last good year by holding out. <laughs> so yeah, here, that here, that's right. <laughs> Come on, Devontae, we need you, please. So the Chiefs. Um, applied the franchise tag to their left tackle, Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. Brown Browns mm-hmm. used it on tight end David and Joku. And then I just saw today, I think they cut Austin Hooper. So that makes sense. That they need a tight end. Yeah. RIP. What'd you call him? The hoop loop or something? <laughs> Maybe. I'll never right. tell. <laughs> RIP <Shut> hoop <laughs> loop. <laughs> Jesse Bates, the Bengals all pro safety is returning to the team via the franchise tag. Buccaneers use theirs on Chris Godwin, wide receiver. Nice. Uh, that's probably that's that might be when Brady decided to come back. He's like, okay, you, you give me all my weapons, I'll I'll stick around. Well, could you imagine like not getting them back? And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to come back and live through like the right. same thing that happened at the end of his time in New England. I'd yeah, <laughs> throw the ball to who? <laughs> Yourself. Cowboys use theirs on Dalton Schultz, the tight end. Uh, Dolphins also tagged their tight end, Mike Kosicki. Jaguars, Cam Robinson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My favorite. My fantasy football nemesis, Mike Gesicki. Mr. (laughs) Captain Bagel himself. I don't know. That was terrible. (laughs) And then, like we already talked about, the Packers used theirs on Devontae Adams. And that was it. Those were all the franchise tags. So far. So, So far. Well, no, that's it. The franchise tag deadline is passed. But uh, free agency is just beginning. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, like we already talked about. We already know many of these. In a week or six. (laughs) Speaking of news. um, Checking my phone right now. (laughs) The The Jets are re-signing Joe Flacco. I don't know if that's necessarily news, but thanks. Uh, yeah, so let's just go through each position group and talk about who's been signed so far, who's still out there. Okay. Starting with quarterbacks. There really weren't any huge names out there to begin with. All I... right, next. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. The ones I originally ranked them by who I thought was most interesting, and uh, all of those guys that I thought were towards the top of the list are still out there as free agents. So shows oh, what nice. I know. The, the first one I saw come through was actually Mitchell Trubisky, most recently of the Buffalo Bills, getting signed by the Steelers. Interesting. Um, this was the one pre- I'm... <laughs> pre- presumably to start for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been too excited about this, but he is he's still young. He obviously has a lot of starting experience. And... Uh, I mean, overall, too, if you look at the weapons that he has on the Pittsburgh offense and the Pittsburgh line, as opposed to what he had in Chicago, it's not a bad redemption team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. We'll see if they – I don't know if they're going to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. He's a free agent. But, but yeah, I mean, you've got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. 
uh, Najee Harris in the backfield. So it's a it's a good group of skill position players. And it's, so it's a two year deal uh, worth fourteen million. Could go up to I think twenty seven million with incentives. And uh, I I assume that they'll at least pretend it's a quarterback competition in the offseason between him and Mason Rudolph. I don't know what there's to pretend about, Michael. <laughs> Rudolph has been there forever, It's it feels like. And uh, when he's gotten a chance to play with Roethlisberger out or whatever, he's looked terrible. So I really do think it'll be Trubisky starting week one unless they make another move. What, do you, what say you? I think so. I don't think you sign someone to a two-year 14 mil at this point as a backup when your only other option is Mason Rudolph. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Bridgewater signed and it looks like Terod Taylor signed. Uh, And I'm kind of going through the still available. I mean, you've got some people. um, Hold on. Hold on. You're just going to skip over these two. (laughs) You asked me about. Oh, okay. Let's okay. Go about on. this back. So you know, no, it's fine. I'm done. Nope. Oh. Moments past, people. All right. Sorry, I, I didn't understand what you were doing. Would you rather to have go through the still available list of people? But that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I thought you were jumping the gun. Okay, let me ask you then. Would you? And I know what you're going to say because I know you're biased against this person. But would you rather have Trubisky or Jameis Winston? <laughs> I actually was looking to Marcus Mariota going there. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. think it seems logical that Winston may stay in New Orleans um, because of his familiarity with the system and the fact that Sean Payton's gone. Um, it's going to be interesting how that offense is going to look now under a new head coach. But right. honestly, I think Mariota is undervalued. And I think it's wasting his skill set sitting behind um, Derek Carr right now. Yeah. Outside of that, when you just have your classic veterans, you got, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton that are still kind of floating around out there. But I'm yeah. okay with this signing um, unless they they wait to see how everyone else lands, kind of like what the Panthers did to Newton. Right. Kind of wait and see how everyone else lands and then pick from the remaining but I think this is a cheap temporary fix that, you know, who knows what could happen in two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be rooting for him to succeed. Um, But yeah. So like you already alluded to Bridgewater signed with uh, the dolphins to back up to a Terod Taylor signed with the giants to back up question mark, Daniel Jones. (laughs) Is there any chance he just takes that job from him? I know he's signing yeah, there. Well, to unless be. he gets, you know, he has to take a needle to his chest or something, then maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe this time, maybe this time he brings the shady doctor who's going to put a needle in Daniel Jones' chest. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, th- that's just a subtle way for me to say Daniel Jones is terrible. And uh, I don't think there's any, I mean, Taylor may be better. Who knows? But yeah, allegedly he's signing as a backup. And then, yeah, like you said, James Winston's still out there, could come back to the Saints, Marcus Mariota. And uh, this is another thing I just wanted to note, that Mariota and Winston, it's ironic that these two guys are both here, free agents, having been on multiple teams since they were in the same draft class, and they were actually drafted number one and two. I put all those years ago because I don't remember what year, but they were the, the cream of the crop in their draft class, and now they're looking for work. I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Mariota, Mariota's looked really good when he's gotten the chance to play when, you know, when Carr's out or they bring him in and like the Taysom Hill package, he's, he's looked good. Right. And I, I think Jameis Winston can be a lot better than what he showed last year. If he were to come back to the saints and actually have Michael Thomas in a functioning offense. Quote unquote. Right. Although Taysom Hill is there still on a mega deal. <laughs> Who knows what they're going to do. Okay, that's about it with the quarterbacks. Uh, let's jump over to running back, where there have been a few signings already. The uh, two former Cardinal running backs have signed contracts. Chase Edmonds going to uh, Miami on a two-year deal, and James Conner actually re-signing with the Cardinals on a three-year deal. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, Connor has a had a reputation for being injury prone coming into last year, but it was actually Chase Edmonds who missed a lot of time, and then Connor really. Yep, I'm well took aware over. Of that. <laughs> yeah. James Conner, I think he was the league leader in touchdowns at some point. He had a crazy amount, both receiving and on the ground. Very valuable to the team. And uh, he was a free agent signing up there his last offseason. And now they extend him on a three-year deal and Edmonds is gone. <clears throat> the only other one I've seen come through so far is J.D. McKissick, who has been with Washington. He was a, kind of their pass-catching specialist. Um. It was reported that he was going to sign a two-year, $7 million deal with the Bills. But then mm-hmm. he, I guess, changed his mind at the last second, and he's coming back to the Commanders on the same deal. So what I think happened is the old threatened to leave to get a pay raise maneuver. Happens all the time in uh, other industries, and I think that's what happened. Care to comment? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Okay, still available. I, I don't have much on it. I just, I don't know. It doesn't really, it's not a huge signing either way. Uh, but he is very good at what he does as that pass catcher. I think he may be able to help Carson Wentz if he can get him the football, but. Yep. At least it's another target in the receiving game where they're a little bit limited there behind uh, Terry McLaurin. So good. He's been valuable for them. Makes sense to keep him around. There are a lot of big names still out there at running back, though. Top of the list for me is Melvin Gordon, a veteran at this point, but he was still really productive for Denver last year. There's talk that maybe he'll come back to the team, although rookie Javante Williams played really well for them, too, so maybe they do let him go. But some I actually definitely... put Daryl Williams higher than that on this list. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Daryl Williams, Williams the is the one that if you're in need of a running back, he should be the one to go after. Maybe then Gordon behind Fournette. Because uh, Fournette turned his career around in Tampa. That, I think, is a dead given coming mm-hmm. from Jacksonville. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and, you know, maybe Fournette does go back to Tampa now that Brady's back. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, with, with Daryl Williams – he has looked really good with the chiefs. He played a lot last year with CEH hurts. And um, again, I don't have to tell you about that. And I guess they were trying to keep him on a longer term deal, but they couldn't make an agreement. So uh, he's a free agent now and, and uh, yeah, he'd be a good addition for a lot of teams. Also out there is Raheem Mostert, who has been really good for the 49ers when on the field, but he's been very, very injury prone. Has missed the better part of the last couple of seasons, and he's approaching age 30, which, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, when you hit 30, <laughs> can't do the things you used to do. So. <laughs> nope. We'll see what, what happens with Mostert. Uh, he hasn't, I haven't heard any buzz about him. I don't think he's exactly a hot commodity. And then you've also got guys like Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, Rashad Penny, David Johnson who uh, we don't need to speak further about. <laughs> ah. Let's skip over to the wide receiver position. Obviously, top of this Woo-hoo! list was Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin, both of whom are franchise tagged by their respective teams. Um, after those teams got their their all-pro, you know, hall of future Hall of Fame quarterbacks back. Um, Mike Williams... State is staying with the Chargers. They agreed to a three-year, $60 million extension. Here's the first one. The biggest one that actually moved was Christian Kirk. He has been the number two receiver for the Cardinals last few years, obviously behind DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, So now he goes to the Jaguars on a four-year deal worth $84 million, which is pretty crazy. And uh, if my numbers are right or – Rather, if this guy's numbers that I saw on Twitter is correct. <laughs> right. He's great. He's now great way to trust that part. That's fine. He's now well, that's why I'm putting that disclaimer. This is not my research. <laughs> so in case it's wrong. Uh, he's he's now one of the top five highest paid receivers in the league, which is pretty crazy given he hasn't he's been good for Arizona, but never exactly lit it up especially given he had opportunities where Hopkins was out for extended periods of time. 
and you know, they, Kirk, they, like the he entire offense didn't function without Hopkins. Right, and to be fair, Murray was hurt, uh, was injured too, so he was getting thrown the ball from whoever it was, Josh McCown or whatever. But still, uh, he hasn't necessarily shown that he can be a dominant number one receiver, which is, I think, what. Well, that's what they're paying him as for sure <laughs> in uh, Jacksonville, where they don't really, you know, they let DJ Chark go, who we'll talk about in a second. It's uh, he'll be the top guy there, so it's interesting. Uh, Michael Gallup, like we talked about, re-signed with Dallas. Yep. Russell Gage is going to Tampa Bay. Interesting. Uh, which is interesting. He was, I mean, he was, he was okay last year. This yeah, he didn't jump that, off the page or anything, but he was another weapon for Matt Ryan, which is no longer there now. So, yeah, that definitely, I feel like that makes the receiver position for the Falcons the number one priority. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think he can, you know, he's not going to have, he's not going to be the primary weapon by any means in Tampa Bay. No, but just now another, with the re-signing of Chris Godwin and the sander there of Mike Evans. But Exactly, you know. but it's another piece for them to have, and he'll contribute. Uh, Cedric Wilson leaves Dallas. He played a lot last year with uh, with Wilson. Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> Cooper and CeeDee Lamb missing some time, and he actually looked pretty good at times. Uh, he is going to Miami on a three-year, twenty-two million dollar deal. Miami making moves. Yeah, they've been one of the biggest uh, spenders so far. They've been Jacksonville, I think. Yeah, and the yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second in, later. Oh, I, I was going to say and the Chargers, but half of theirs was actually just a trade. So I don't whatever. I don't know if they count as a spender. Anyway, DJ Chark is joining the Lions on a one-year deal formerly of Jacksonville. And so there are a couple of, uh, actually several big names out there at receiver. Top of my list personally is Allen Robinson of the Bears, formerly of the Bears. And obviously he had a terrible season last year. He was injured a lot, pretty much invisible, even when he was on the field. And, um, but prior to that, he had had, he's been a very consistent Receiver He's been the only with the consistent part of that offense, right? Right. It, same thing in, back in his days with Jacksonville and with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. He's always produced. So I'm a little surprised uh, that I haven't heard much buzz about him. But he is still out there. That's why I put in the notes originally. Like, how much did last year hurt him? And it obviously did. Right. Hurt his value. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Juju Smith-Schuster still out there. Jarvis Landry, both kind of slot receivers, possession type guys. Uh, in Landry's case, reportedly the Chiefs and the Bills are interested, which would be uh, very interesting for, for those two teams. He'd be a great addition there to either of those. I can, I, I can get on board with that. Odell Beckham Jr. is a free agent. Uh, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, but he's expected to be back around November-ish. And uh, apparently the Rams want him back. So we'll see if that gets done. And then you've got MVS out there. Marcus Valdez-Scantling from Green Bay. I'll, I'll kind of miss him if he doesn't come back. It looks like he... I mean, I don't know elsewhere. how to really feel about him. Like, the problem with MVS is, like, when he's when he makes amazing catches at the most opportune time, it's like he's a hero. But then he'll drop some of the most obvious passes. So it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. He is another weapon, but I mean, I feel like we could go out and try to get Juju Smith Schuster or even Will Fuller and try them as a replacing of in place of MVS to strengthen up the number two. Till right. Green Bay gets a number two wide receiver, they will not win a Super Bowl. I mean, Alan Lazard is still around, but. Uh... My guy, but you know, he he's had opportunities and hasn't consistently produced. I, I agree with I think Will Fuller would be super interesting because you know he's been injured a lot all of last season. Or was he suspended? I forget. Something happened <laughs> with him. But uh back when he was really successful with the Texans and Deshaun Watson, he was just deep threat and he was so good. And and that's kind of what MVS did for Green Bay. And I bet Rogers would love to have that. Uh then T. Y. Hilton, who used to be a deep threat, but now he's old and slow, so. I don't know. <laughs> Tight ends. You only got a couple more minutes here. Uh, Zach Ertz is staying with the Cardinals. Um, I'm assuming Gronk is going to come back to Tampa Bay now that Brady is back. 
And those are the only ones I care about. The <laughs> in terms of the offensive line, uh, let's just hit on some moves that have been made already. The Bengals learned their lesson um, from the Super Bowl the same way the Chiefs did the prior year and are shoring up their offensive line. They've signed a couple guys already. Um, the, the biggest splash, though, in, in, on the offensive line has been the Jaguars paying Brandon Scherf, former Washington commander, uh, yes. $53 million over three years. Yeah, which is a great, great signing for them. Yeah, Wonderful American signing for Jacksonville. Terrible loss for the commanders. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that'll help Trevor Lawrence in year two. Uh, a couple defensive line signings, nothing too crazy. And then J.C. Jackson uh, has signed with the Chargers, as you mentioned before, for a gigantic contract, five years, $82 million. Still out there in, the, in terms of defensive backs are Stephon Gilmore and uh, Tyron Matthew, who I'm surprised to see has, hasn't been uh, generating too much buzz so far. Okay, so let's talk about the biggest um, – I, let's say biggest winners and losers, I guess, so far. And, and yeah, I wanted to mention the Chargers right off the bat. They have shorn up their defense quite a bit with J.C. Jackson in the, at cornerback. And then Khalil Mack obviously traded for – acquired via trade, we say it that way, to uh, give, give them a compliment to Joey Bosa on the other side. I think we've said this before on the podcast. If you only have one pass rusher, you kind of really have zero because they can just double-team that guy. So that's huge. They also keep Mike Williams in town, who was off to a great start last year before getting hurt. Yes. And yeah, they were, they were so close to making the playoffs last year. They're really gearing up for another run. Uh, however, so is everybody else in the division. The Broncos, we've been saying for a while now, are just a quarterback away. And they brought in Russell Wilson. So, man, that division is going to be insane. I think the Bengals have, uh, like we just talked about, I don't think they've made a lot of buzz in terms of names and players, but they have, they know their weakness and they have started to make corrections, which is all you can really ask with a team. Right. It's like they listen to us. (laughs) And uh, the Packers, it it looked like they were on the brink of a complete rebuild if Rodgers and Adams left, but no, they're both back. So (laughs) they're still, uh, still in the mix in the NFC, although their path just got a little bit harder with Brady coming back. And the, I would actually say almost the same exact thing about the Buccaneers. They kept Brady and Godwin, and they are ready to go again for another deep playoff run. Uh, we already talked about the Broncos. Then actually the Dolphins and Jaguars make, making a lot of moves. And uh, in terms of the biggest losers for me so far, Cowboys have to be one. They lost two starting receivers in Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Uh, they re-signed Gallup to be the number two, and and he's looked good when on the field, but he's been injured a lot lately. Tore his ACL, I think, in the playoffs, so he may or may not be ready week one. Right. Um, for the Commanders, it's just they they are a loser by default for getting Carson Wentz. It's subtraction by addition. Well, it's Carson Wentz, and they lost Brandon Sheriff. Yeah, that you're right. That's a big one too. Um, and then. Yeah, the NFC without Tom Brady was starting to look like it was going to be, you know, a, a pretty much a and, – and Russell Wilson was was starting to look like it would only erase, be a race between just a few teams, but now Brady's back, and so I think everyone in the NFC loses in a sense. Same with Rodgers. <laughs> if, if there had been a if, – if, if there had been a scenario where Brady's retired, Rodgers retired or went to the AFC, and Russell Wilson was traded to the AFC, it's like who's even left in the NFC at quarterback? Uh, Matt, just Matt Stafford, I think. (laughs) There you go. It's all Stafford's for the take. Now, finally, that was his ploy. By his time, (laughs) by his time slowly, and then wait for the vacuum, and then just slip right in unnoticed. Get get out of Detroit at the exact right time. Yeah. Um, Although without Rodgers in the NFC North, you could you could argue that the Lions have would have had as good a shot as anybody at winning the NFC North. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's the end of the notes sheet here. Perfect timing because uh, got a rare uh, to make a rare appearance in a in an actual work meeting. <laughs> you don't do anything, but have fun with that. Thanks, uh, thank you, Matt, for joining me. Uh, it's been good to good to talk football again. 
we will, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you soon, probably in a couple more weeks to recap the rest of free agency and start turning our attention to the draft. Uh, but until yep, then, yep. we will see you next time. Enjoy it, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.